Hi, welcome to Titanium Talk. My name's Jason Nee. In this episode, um, this is a short episode, I just want to talk about something that uh, we've blogged about recently. I blogged about it last month um, on the Accelerator blog. And it's, it's something that's uh, reared its head again this week with the release of 7.3. And it's the importance of keeping SDKs up to date. It's a, I can't stress how important it is to make sure that you're constantly keeping up to date with at least major releases. You know, the minor releases are fairly, you know, small increments, but those major releases are really important because sometimes they signify big changes going on with the operating system SDKs in the mobile world. You know, as you as you know, if you're a Titanium developer and you're listening to this, and I hope you are, every year there's an iOS release and every year there's pretty much a new Android release. And iOS, you know, they release a beta same day, um, pretty sure Android do as well. And Accelerator and Axway are pretty quick on getting on board with that and starting to work on that and updating the Titanium SDK to support it so that when it gets released, so, you know, I'm recording this on 24th of August, next month, within three or four weeks, we're going to have an Apple event. We're going to be, they're going to be announcing new phones. iOS 12 is going to be finalized. It's going to be released as a GM and, and finally to the public. And they're doing all this work to make sure that when that happens, there is a release of Titanium that works seamlessly with that new iOS. So there's there's obviously big changes that are always happening every year. Then there's the incremental builds, you know, fixes, responses to Jira tickets, improvements, hot fixes, and all that stuff that goes on, the sort of small point releases. It's these big updates that are the important ones. Obviously, iOS and Android updates are a big thing. And, and Android, I should cover, you know, they, they make API changes, they make, make minimum SDK build changes, and that's another thing that can drive forward having to upgrade to these latest SDKs. But aside from that, there are other things that can happen. So in recent years with Titanium and with Accelerator, they've made big changes um, to the SDK to go to 64-bit because Apple needed to go to 64-bit, so modules needed recompiling. There were big changes recently with going to 7, which involved changes to uh, Android and Java, which meant Android modules had to be rebuilt to work. So you'll find several repos still for people that write modules that are using a pre-seven branch for pre-seven projects and a seven plus branch for seven projects, which is not the best solution, but it's a transition phase that we have to go through. And it's it's missing out on those big releases that can cause you real big headaches. Quite a few people recently, developers recently, have been posting stuff about apps that they're updating and they're making changes for their client and they're having to release new versions of these apps. But these apps are written in things like SDK 5 or SDK 6, and they're having to go from those versions up to the latest version. And there are huge changes, especially if they've got lots of modules. So what can we do? What can you do as a developer? What's the pl- what, could, what could be the plan to, to, to deal with this? Because obviously, you might have your own apps that you're dealing with. You might be building your own apps, and that's fine. You'll have a, a roadmap and a schedule and how you, how, you know, improvements you're going to make on those apps. And it's in your interest to keep those apps up to date. But what if you're doing this as a freelancer? What if you're doing this as an agency and you're doing client apps? You've been hired to build an app. Um, you build that app. And typically in, in my business and what I do is I've got clients that I retain and still do work for, but there's many clients that I've helped that are like startups. So I get in, I develop the MVP, I get the app going, I get it a first release done, hand over the source code to them, and they can either still work with me or they can take over and, and you know develop that themselves, hire a developer, whatever they want to do. I'm giving them that leg up, that kickstart to get started. There are times when some of those people have not hired a developer. They've put their app in the app store and they've let it run and it's working for them and they've not really done anything. 
They don't want to change anything. They don't want to break anything. They're just going to leave it going. But then what happens is we get the iPhone 10 with a new screen size, or we get other SDK changes like next year we'll probably see Apple say from this date, everything has to be published with Xcode 10 and iOS 12 SDK. You know, we're going to cut off everything else. Um, you can still support previous apps, but you're building with the, you know, the iOS 12 SDK. And when those changes happen, that means your app, you know, any changes to your app, any tweaks to your app, your, your existing app will stay in the app store and work. You might want to come back to that app and update it, but it's going to be too much work to rewrite. It's going to be too much work to, you know, to change and develop and everything else. So if you're building your own apps, keeping them updated is pretty straightforward. But what if you're developing for a third-party client? What if you're developing for someone else? Having a maintenance plan in place could help manage updates in this situation. A typical plan, you don't want to, you don't want to cause yourself a problem here by saying like some sort of fixed price that you're going to continue up, update something over a few years because you don't know what's going to happen. There could be major updates. But what you could do is build in a basic plan to say, you know, a few hours each month or a few days per year, I'm going to deal with any minor updates and fixes that need doing to SDKs and support any new releases that are required based on changes to iOS and Android. So, for example, there could be some map updates. There could be a Google Analytics module update or a TI Maps update, uh, and they could cause um, some issues. You know, they could have some features that you might need or some improvements or bug fixes. So these could be included in that plan. So what you could do is come up with some sort of maintenance and update plan that includes both SDK updates and module updates for a, a regular period of time, say once a year, um, two years, you know, whatever you decide to come up with. But but I would base it probably on that hourly thing because what you don't want to do is box yourself into a situation where you've suddenly gone way over that because of some, you know, issue with iOS and Android where they've changed things fundamentally. And you need to gauge what that time what that time is. I mean, I guess it's looking back at, at previous apps, um, looking at what those updates have, uh, have taken you in, in terms of, you know, changing the SDK to the latest version and then building it and see what breaks and things like that. So it could be, you know, four hours a month, it could be a day a month, it could be four hours a month, something like that. It's one of those things you sort of have to try if you're going to do it, but it's something that can help you keep connected with the client because they're going to be coming back to you for little updates and maintenance things. They're going to feel comfortable because you're still around. You know the code base. You built the app. You could do any little tweaks. You know, it's built into that plan. And you can do it. You can, you know, work this stuff based on whether it's four hours a month and it's fixed per month. So if you don't use it in that month, it's gone, which I don't really like. But what you could do is say it's four hours a month, but it's grouped over the year. So if you've got nothing for me to do for six months, that's fine. But you can still use that time in the latter six months. Now, you've obviously got to manage your schedules and everything else, and that could cause some problems. Um, or you might say, you know, you get four hours a month. If you don't use it in one month, it rolls over to the second month, but then it's gone. That's the sort of stuff, the, the sort of legalese and everything else you have to build into your plan and the terms and conditions. But these sort of things do help both sides because it means that the client can feel that they can come back to you and say, I do need that text tweaked or I need something tweaked in the app or I need this fixed. And you'll feel, well, I can do that because I've got those hours built into that maintenance plan. And also I can take care of updating it to any of these releases that need doing. And, and also it's going to keep you connected to that client so that if they do come back and say, well, actually, we've got a major piece of work that we need doing, there's maybe a good chance that you can then work on that project because you're still connected with them. They're still a client. You're still billing them. Um, so that can really help as well. But it's really, really important to try and keep up to date I, what I try and do with apps that I'm working with currently with people is that if I'm in the middle of building apps and new releases come out, I'll switch to those new SDK releases to test them because I don't want to be caught out. You know, I don't want to go down the process of building that app, getting it published to the app store in a month's time, and then find out that, you know, 
I'm way behind on SDK updates. And when the client needs some new work done, I'm going to need to update it. And then it's added a whole extra level of work for me. So I try and make sure that I'm always using the very latest SDK when I'm building apps currently. And what I'm starting to do now is, you know, personal and in my business is look at adding these plans in for people to say, you know, here's the price, here's the sort of estimate for building your app. And here's an ongoing maintenance package. Because that's one of these questions that's coming up. It's one of these, you know, people are worried about stuff like this. You know, what's going to happen? Are you going to disappear or whatever? Um, you know, if you disappear and I've got the source code, great, but I need someone to work on my app. So what can I do? Uh, you know, you're busy doing other work. And so it's it's a question that comes up. And so it's always good to preempt that and giving that client the confidence, especially if you're pitching for work, um, because it's always going to help to give them that confidence that you're going to be around, you know, after you've submitted to the app store, you're not just going to vanish into the ether and you'll be there to support them and update it as needed. One of the, re- one of the, one of the ways that you can mitigate a lot of problems with module updates that I found is just not using many modules. Uh, I tend to find there is a, there is a tendency. I love native modules and I love Hyperloop and I love all this. Um, Hyperloop's not, not so much of a problem because it's JavaScript and you can get into that code quite easily, but native modules can be a bit more difficult. Um, but I do like native modules. You know, they allow you to get into the native SDK and um, they give you lots of features um, that you don't normally have access to, to the normal API. And there's plenty of people out there that are developing these native modules um, that can help you. But what I do find is that there's a lot of developers that tend to overload their apps with native modules when they don't necessarily or may not necessarily need the, that that functionality. So you can end up with a base app that suddenly has 20 modules in it, you know, 10 modules in it. And that can cause you problems down the line, you know, with these SDK updates. What if those modules aren't being updated by the, the third-party developer? What if those modules aren't being aren't being improved and tweaked? That can cause you a real problem. Um, I had that recently with a project where uh, there was a Google Analytics module that was no longer being supported. And so I had to switch it to a different module, which, you know, took a few code changes and a few tweaks in there. But we got it working and managed to write a little module wrapper to just go around the module. So we managed to sort of transpose the calls that were being done into the new module. So it sort of worked without changing too much of the code base. But those can cause you a few difficulties and a few problems. So I'm not saying don't use modules. I'm just saying think about what modules you need. Um, What I tend to do is I have a base app and I have a few CommonJS libraries and things that I bring in that I use. And then what I'll do is start building the app and start looking at the app and probably in the design phase and say, right, you know, am I having a slide in menu? Can I do that slide in menu manually using JavaScript or do I need a module? Or is there an API that I can use to do that in the SDK? Um, Or something else like a share extension or something like that. Is that something I can do just by sharing via email or do I need to bring up the share extension panel? Um, is there a, is there a module that can do that? Is there a way in Hyperloop to do that? Always trying to look for a way that I can make the minimal impact on the code base to get something working because I know that I'm well, I'm worried about having a potential issue later with having to update this stuff, especially when modules get deprecated. Um, and that you know that's one of the biggest problems is is with open source. You know I love open source, I love working on open source and submitting stuff and having people use stuff. But when libraries get you know just left alone and and repos get left alone and people don't stop develop, don't start don't continue developing them that can cause you as a developer a real problem down the line when you're trying to build something that isn't production ready is a is a beta or someone's playing around with or just hasn't been updated for 3 years and is way out of date and there's there's a few modules out there that are like that so staying up to date is really easy uh, if you're using the Absolutor CLI you want to do appc use latest to get the the latest version of Absolutor installed and then AppSea TI SDK install latest is going to give you the latest 
Titanium SDK and make sure you're up to date. Then it's a case of just updating your TI app XML file and doing a build and seeing what breaks, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Obviously, module updates are separate from that, but usually most of these repos have a releases section and you can see the different releases of those modules. So it's fairly easy to install them, to change the version numbers in the TI app XML file and even roll back if you need to. I had that recently where a, a module I was updating to had some issues, so I had to roll back to a previous version. But I, but I do feel it's a really important thing because it can, it's something that, can ch- that really can save you time going down the line. Um, I see many, many, so many developers recently having issues with builds, having issues with with stuff they're working on, and they're updating from really, really big major releases. You know, they're going from five to seven, which is a huge jump and a huge change, and lots has happened in between that. Um, and it can just add a lot more work to the project or to the package of work that you're doing. So, I know it's a, I know it's a simple thing today to say to uh, oh, just keep up to date with SDKs. But try and work out a way, try and work out a plan of how you can do this either through some sort of internal process, some sort of maintenance package of how you can keep your clients or your apps up to date um, so that everyone benefits from having the latest Titanium SDK, um, the latest performance, latest bug fixes and all those things up and running. That's it for today. There'll be more of these coming. I'm starting to work on more uh, podcasts, working on another one to do with Alloy and some other Um, things coming up and I want to get back into having a a co-host and interviewing people and talking to other developers. Uh, I'm going to try and make these fairly short going forward so they're a bit easier to listen to, Um, sort of 15, 20 minute, maybe a 30 minute one, um, because I'm conscious that, you know, we've all, we're all time sensitive in terms of stuff we're working on, but I know this is something you might listen to in the background, Uh, but there will be more podcasts coming. There will be more blog posts coming. um, So tune in. Thanks for listening.